let us, and in parenthesis, amplified version, it was referring to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Make man in our image, according to our likeness, not physical, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness. And let them have complete authority over the fishes of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, and over the entire earth, and over everything that creeps and crawls on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him male and female. He created them. So we are created in the image spiritually, in the spiritual image of God. Beloved, the purpose of a thing, or the purpose for which anything could be used for, is found in the reason why it was manufactured or created. The purpose for anything is in the reason why that thing was manufactured or created. God the Father created us so he will have children on earth. He created us so he will have what? Children on earth who will worship, praise, fellowship, just like we're doing in his name, and serve him. The reason why God created us was what? To serve him, to worship him, to fellowship with one another in him because fellowship is dimensional. Fellowship is dimensional. As we get together in, in God, we touch each other's life because as I said earlier, where two or three are gathered, Jesus says he is in our midst. So it is when we gather in fellowship that the power of God moves through our fellowship and that God uses our fellowship to bless one another and also to bless him. But the word of the Lord said, and when God created the first man, he gave him what? Power. Dominion. Dominion. Dominion means power. So Adam, the first man, because he was in relationship with God, was able to receive this power. To be able to perform that responsibility of being in charge of everything. Because Genesis chapter 1 Verse 27, let us know that God gave Adam, the first family, the assignment of being responsible for everything God had created. So everything was created before God created man, and he gave us responsibility. Responsibility. So this is also in reference to our lives. That when we are in relationship with God, when we walk in covenant 
relationship with God will receive power, will receive dominion over things relating to our lives. When we work in relationship with God, we receive power, dominion over the things that are related to our lives. We are able to perform the responsibilities that God has entrusted in our hands concerning our lives. And therefore, responsibility as to our families, as to our businesses, as to our jobs, as to, you know, anything else that we want to do in life. Beloved, Adam was able to receive revelation because he was in relationship with God. He received revelation knowledge. Just as when we are in relationship with God. When the word of God means something important in our lives. When we do and walk in the will of God for our lives, we receive power, and out of that power, we receive revelation knowledge. Adam, the first man, had so much power, he was able to name every living creature, every animal that was created by God. He has so power because out of that power and his relationship with God, God told him how to name each animal. Right. So the bird that flies in the skies all over, mm-hmm. the animals that creeps all over the surface of the earth, and the ones in the sea, he received power to name them. Beloved, why did God create us? And in a sense, it shows the love of God for us. God first loved us before we loved him. God first loved us before we loved him. 1 John chapter 4 verse 19, the book of 1 John chapter 4 verse 19 says, we love God, we love him because he first loved us. Mm-hmm. We are able to love God because God was the one that first loved us. Right. We cannot love unless we receive the love of God within us. We cannot love. We cannot love nobody unconditionally. We cannot look beyond the faults of our friends, our loved ones, our husband, our wife, our partners, our brothers and sisters, our uncles, our aunties, our parents, our grandchildren, our children, our neighbors, our friends. We cannot love them unconditionally, which means looking beyond their faults if we are not filled already with the love of God. Beloved, a story was told about a fly that was in the the air and started experiencing turbulence. This fly started experiencing turbulence in the air. And any one of us that have, you know, have ever 
flew in an airplane from one location to the other, we usually receive announcements from the flight attendants and the pilots letting us know what's going on, uh, which height we are in in the skies, and how the weather uh, you know, looks like. By this time, they were entering turbulence. And we all know, if we have experienced it, it's a very awful experience. And so as they always do as duty, they announced and everyone was supposed to put their seat belts on, fasten their seat belts, no movement. And everybody was instructed to become and be seated. Beloved, turbulence inside, screaming and yelling when it is very severe. So in this flight, people were being bounced left and right, and people were yelling and screaming as the pilot steered the flight to, with the best expertise to the right level. Beloved, the plane shook terribly. Some passengers began to vomit through up. The scene around and within was very chaotic. But for just five minutes, it felt like they had been going through for an hour. Have you ever experienced any, any difficult times, any hard times, that it was just for a moment, it was just for a day, it was just for a few minutes, and I don't mean to underestimate our, our Dickon's experience with the food poison, but you could just feel what she was going through. Horrible, mm -hmm. awesome feeling. Mm -hmm. And this is what these people were being faced with. Beloved, in times of this kind of problem, people begin to call out. I don't know if we've been in a flight and it's going awful. People began to call on all kind of God that they know and that they worship. And those who do not even believe in Christ and accept him, even the atheists begin to mention Jesus. Jesus saved me. Hallelujah. They call on Jesus to save them. Beloved, but several passengers Realize that through it all, let us repeat after me. Through it all. Through it all. Through it all. Why? Because we we might have experienced something like that in the past. We might have experienced some challenging situation like that in the past. But through it all, there was a young man who seemed to be a perfect peach. And the adult passengers could not figure out why this boy was so calm during this excitement. The boy was at peace. He was calm. It was like nothing was going on around him. Finally, one passenger approached him and asked him, how is it that we can be, you could be so calm when all the rest of us are so worried about what might or could happen? And the young boy smiled and said, my father God is the pilot. Amen. The young boy smiled and said, my father God is the pilot. The boy, because of his relationship with God, 
knowing him as father, knew that God was dependable and trustworthy. God was dependable and trustworthy. And this is the essence of the testimonies that we give. This is the essence of this testimonies that we just gave. It's, it points to the fact that God is dependable. It points to the fact that God is trustworthy. You could trust in him. You could believe in him. And as most especially some of these powerful uh, uh, clips that we watch. Some of these mirac great miracles that we watch. It shows that God is dependable. Mm -hmm. He is trustworthy. Hallelujah. And as he has always provided, this young man, as God has always provided, protected, and supplied his needs, he was rest assured. Hallelujah. This, this, this is very, very uh, um, special because we should be in that capacity when we experience some of these things, it might not be a turbulence in the air. It might be some financial crisis. It might be some, you know, trouble at home. It might be the business not working out. It might be some challenge with the boss on the job. It could be anything that has an assignment to take our joy and our peace. Amen. But we ought to know that God he protects. He provides. And he supplies our needs. And therefore that should give us the spirit to be rest assured in him. This young man perceived that God being his father and the pilot of this flight even though there was life and death in the scenery was going to save the situation and bring them out. And that's why he was at peace. That's why he was calm and everybody else was troubled, was running helter-skelter for their dear life. Beloved, what is covenant relationship? It is going to be a series because that is the but the, 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 the basis of our relationship with God is his covenant that he cut with us. Mm -hmm. The whole entire word of God represents the covenant of God between us and him. His commandments represents covenant relationship with him. Beloved, God has always blessed his people through a covenant relationship with him. What is covenant? The word covenant is of a Latin origin. The word covenant is of a Latin origin, which is broken into two, con and veneer. Con, veneer. V-E-N-I-R-E. Con, C-O-N, and then Vener, V-E-N-I-R-E, meaning a coming together, a coming 
together. It presupposes two or more parties who come together to make a contract. Two or more parties who come together to make a contract agreeing on the stipulations, agreeing on the responsibilities, agreeing on the privileges and the promises if we kept that contract. In the political situation, it can be translated as a treaty where countries come together in that form of a contract is a treaty. In our social setting, it means a lifelong relationship, agreement, or it can refer to a marriage. A lifelong relationship agreement or a marriage. But we have to realize that most covenants are sealed with blood sacrifice or a vow. Most covenants are sealed with a blood sacrifice or a vow. When we look into our spiritual work today, many are possessed or being terminated because of some evil demonic covenants that they entered into knowingly or unknowingly. Some covenants, some agreements that they entered into spiritually, knowingly or unknowingly. Beloved, the word covenant appears in the Old Testament 280 times. The word covenant appears in the Old Testament 280 times and 33 times in the New Testament. The covenant relationship between men is considered to be bilateral. Bilateral. Covenant relationship that is agreed on between men is called bilateral and that between God and man is called what? Unilateral. Unilateral. With covenant among men, the bond is sold by both parties, vowing often by oath, we vow by oath, that each having equal privileges and responsibilities <coughs> will carry out their assigned rules. We vow by oath that we will carry out our assigned roles as we share equal privileges and responsibilities. The covenant between God and man is unilateral because God initiates, determines the elements, and confirms his covenant with humanity. That is you and I. God is the one that initiates it. And he determines what this covenant should be made up of. The elements of the covenant. And he confirms it with us. We are just recipients of God's covenant. We are just recipients of the word of God. God's covenant. God's commandment. We do not contribute to 
the elements of the covenant. We receive it, we do not contribute it, and we are expected to accept it as offered and to keep it as demanded. We are called to accept it as offered and to keep it as demanded by God. And so that we will receive the results. As we keep the covenant as expected and demanded by God, we receive the results, which is the blessings. The results of keeping God's covenant is receiving his blessings that God by oath assumes will not be with him. God vows by oath that if we keep his covenant, he's not going to withhold the promises, which is the blessing. Amen. Let's look at Genesis, John chapter 3, verse 16. John chapter 3, verse 16. It says, For God so loved the world that what? He gave his only begotten son that so that whoever, that is the covenant right there. You see that? Whoever, God so loved the world, he loved us, and he gave his only begotten son. And then look at our part, our role to play in that covenant. Whosoever believes and trusts him as Savior, what's the blessing? Shall not perish, but have eternal life. See, when we keep, the, that is a, 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 a simple form of a covenant. Your salvation is a covenant with God through Jesus. Our salvation is a covenant with God through Jesus. Why? This covenant was sealed with the blood of Jesus. This covenant, your salvation was sealed with the blood of Jesus. The provision was made for us to come to God through Christ. What? By the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's give glory to God. Let's give glory to God. Hallelujah. Beloved, amazingly, God makes an oath to bless us when we enter a covenant relationship with him, meaning obeying his way. Meaning obeying his way. Let's look at uh, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall what? Read and meditate on it when? Day and night. So that you may be careful to do. That's our responsibility. That's our part to keep the covenant. We may be careful to do everything according with all that is written in it. For then you will make what? Your way prosperous and then what? You will be successful. This book of the Lord, this word of God shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall read it. You shall read God's word. And you shall meditate on what you read. You shall keep doing it over and over so that it sinks in your spirit. That's what meditation means. That 
your spirit grasps the word of God. True meditation is what day and night, as I've been encouraging us to get in the habit of meditation. Day and night. So that you may be careful to do everything according with all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Meditating on the word of God will make your way prosperous. And then you will be successful. Because until the word of God sinks in your heart, in your spirit, you're not going to obey. You're not going to have the ability to obey. If you receive the word today and it only stays in your mind, you're not going to be able to obey it and do it as the word is calling you to do. Why? Because it will just feel good. We, our mind automatically accepts the truth of the word of God and it makes you feel good. But the next step is your spirit to take a hold on this way. And then you will have the ability to obey, to do it. Hallelujah. Because the word carries power. Amen. Let's look at 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 23 to 24. When Solomon built the temple for God and began to present prayers to God, he said, Oh Lord, the God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven above or on earth below who keeps the covenant. Hallelujah. Covenant relationship and coming into agreement with God and walking and obeying that agreement and shows what? Loving kindness to your servants who work before you all their heart. You who kept what you promised to your servant, my father David, you have spoken with your mouth and have what? Fulfilled your word with your hand as it is this day. He brought that blessing to pass. Hallelujah. So this makes us know that God is the originator of the entire covenant concept and phenomena. God is the one that originated. God is the one that came up with the idea of covenant. Coming into agreement with us. And he included the covenant relationship in his creation activity and handiwork. So everything God created, he included covenant relationship in it. Through our covenant relationship with God, we know that what? God cannot fail. When we work in the word of God with obedience and our heart being part of it, we will know that God cannot fail. God cannot fail because his word lets us know that he is a God who is faithful. Let's look at Psalm 18 verse 30. Psalm 18 verse 30. It says, as for God, his word is blameless. The word of the Lord is tested. It is perfect and is what? Faultless. He is a shield to all who take refuge in him. God is a shield 
to all who take refuge in him. Psalm 145, verse 17. Psalm 145, verse 17. It said, the Lord is unwaveringly righteous in all his ways. He do not, he, 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 he do not waver. He's not like man. He, he don't say stuff and then come back around and say no. You know, I said I'm going to bless you, but I'm not going to bless you. He, he don't waver in his decisions and, and what he said. He said the Lord is unwaveringly righteous all his ways and gracious and kind in all his ways. Gracious and kind in all his work. God cannot fail. He's gracious and kind in all his work. Psalm 37, verse 25 to 28. I shall bring the sermon to conclusion. Psalm 37, 25 to 28. It says, I have been young and now I'm old. Yet, yet have I not seen the righteous, those who work and obey God's word. Those who work in covenant relationship with God. Yet have I not seen the righteous. That's the righteous. Those who work in covenant relationship with God. Obeying his word. Those in right standing with God. Abandoned. Being abandoned. Or his descendants. Pleading for bread. Mm -hmm. So this work that you are in. This relationship that you are developing with God, this sacrifice that you are making, when everybody is asleep and starting, when people are watching games, when people are having fun Sunday morning, but you decided and, and, and make up your mind that you're going to come fellowship, serve and worship God. The blessing is not just for you. The blessing also God transfers it to your descendants. So that what you are doing now is a blessing in the books for your generation. It's a blessing. So God is not only saying he will bless just us, but he's going to bless our children Amen. and our grandchildren and those that will fall in our generation. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Give God all the glory. God is good. He is good. For his mercies and glory. So, not have sleepless night, then you are only sacrificing for you. You are here this afternoon and receiving from God to go and live by it so that you will receive a blessings and your children and children and children and children receive that same blessing. Covenant relationship with God. So when it's not going right in your grandchildren's life or the ones after that, God says, oh, I know Sister Pasi. I know Sister Fisher. I know Fester, the brother young. He shot me. He worshiped me. He obeyed me. He loved me. I know her. I know him. And therefore, I'm going to have to take this grandchild out of this situation. I'm going to have to take this daughter, this son, out of this predicament because he or she loves me. All day long, he is gracious and lynch, and his descendants are a blessing. Hallelujah. 
27. Depart from evil and do good, and you will dwell securely in the land forever. For the Lord delights in justice and does not abandon his saints, his faithful ones, you and I. They are preserved forever. But the descendants of the wicked will what? In time be cut off. The descendants of the wicked. So you see, it's a twofold blessing. When you are a wicked person, your, your descendants inherit the, the, the outcome, the punishment of your, your wickedness. That is what we always refer to as ancestral curse or generational curse. That's what we refer to as that. That your descendants begin to experience the punishment of your lifestyle. What you did as you kept God out of your life and you, you did wicked things. But as you gravitate towards God and love God and do his will, he blesses you and blesses your descendants. Hallelujah. Let's give God all the glory. Let's bless his name, magnify his name. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word this afternoon. We give you all the praise. Thank you for your word. We thank you for your blessings this hour. We give you all the glory. Hallelujah. I want to lift up my viewers. In the hands of the Lord, those that are watching this broadcast, whichever means, social media, QAKZ, Channel 32 broadcast, I'm lifting every viewer in the hands of the Lord. I'm praying that anything that has been a hindrance preventing you from walking in covenant relationship with God be removed out of your life. In the name of Jesus, I command every hindrance to be removed out of your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, receive this prayer by faith. The power of the Holy Ghost, I speak over your life through this message, this broadcast that you have watched and have received. That the Spirit of God move in your life Remove every hindrance. Remove every spiritual hurdle. Remove every spiritual mountain that is preventing you from walking in covenant relationship, a relationship with God in, in covenant sense. It's being able to do His will, being able to obey His commandments. For the word of the Lord says, it's more blessed to be obedient than to sacrifice. It is more, there's more blessing in obeying the will and the word of God than bringing God a million dollars offering. Or bringing God $10 million offering and your heart is not for God. And you are filled with the spirit of disobedience. But the most blessing we could receive is being obedient to the will and the word of God. That any force that is operating in your life, preventing you to walk in a relationship with God, as his covenant expects and demands, be destroyed in the mighty name of Jesus. For as Abraham 
was willing and obedient to sacrifice his only begotten son, Isaac, to God as God called it out. It was just a test. God did not want to uh, kill Abraham's only son that he had blessed him with in his uh, old age, 100 years old. But God was trying to test where Abraham's heart was. Was Abraham's heart for God? Or Abraham's heart was in the blessing? Who was Isaac? And that is a test for all of us. God tests and tries our faith to see where our heart is. And then when God realized that Abraham's heart was for God, the blesser instead of the blessings, God swore by an oath for blessing, I will bless you. Hallelujah. For blessing, God will bless you. As you receive this grace to work in covenant relationship with God. Be blessed. God bless you. God's power be released over your life. Let us rise up and be an attitude of prayer. Let us commit our heart, our whole mind, our heart, our spirit into God's hands. Let us avail ourselves the deepest secrets of our life, which part of our life we are holding on to, that we are saying, oh, I got this part, this part here, I got it. God, you could have this part. God, you could have this part. God, you could have this part. But this part here, I got it. I'll do it. I could do this here. Ask God to set through your spirit. Ask God to set through your heart. Ask God to set through your mind, your soul. Ask God to spirit to move deep down. Yeah. But deep down, very deep down, to the end of your spirit. Deep down to the end of your soul, where there's no other place to go. Give